Yes, thank you. You guys have to drink some water. <laughs> it's essential. Um, today, we're talking about a lot of things, but I think I want Maya to start and ask me a few things today so that I can talk more on specific topics that make sense to people who need to know a few things about this topic. So the floor is yours. Okay, so I'm going to go with LinkedIn. That's a good one. LinkedIn. That's a good one. Because I don't have a LinkedIn and in the last couple of months I've been thinking, I've been, I sh- should I have one? Like, should I have one and what's up? And I remember talking to you, yeah, it was you, about, like, certain things with LinkedIn, and it just kind of intrigued me to know more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, I got a couple questions I want to ask about it. Okay. Um, Just to get a feel of it for, like, why is LinkedIn important in 2020? Like, what exactly is it, and, like, why should I have one? First of all, LinkedIn is, like, Facebook in 2012. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, let me drop that first of all. Compared. And it is facts because people know it's true and it's been tested. And the worst thing about it is that LinkedIn is not even appreciated or added sometimes onto the list of social media sometimes. Well, yeah. you, you know, you hear Facebook. So that's why I, w- I would have reservations because I'm, I'm not seeing it everywhere, but I'm hearing everybody talk about it. Exactly. So that that's saying a lot without, you know. Saying much. Yeah. yeah. LinkedIn is very strong because what LinkedIn does, it has everything. Pictures, um, photos, videos, articles. If you want to build a company profile, if you want to put your resume up there, if you want to put your certificates, like even they have lynda.com learning courses that you can learn about how to do stuff. And then when you complete those courses, you get LinkedIn certificates you can add to your profile, which eventually boosts your profile standings because when people check you out, they want to know where you worked. So you, you got to put your education. It's literally your resume on LinkedIn as a profile. You know, on Facebook, you have a profile have all those options but people used to do them but nowadays nobody has time to change their twitter username on facebook no no one does that i get i I haven't done it in years you see i think i've only done it twice and one of them was like just my name and then i went and put my first lines right so that's really what happens on linkedin now but now on a professional level exactly so yeah okay so have, have you had LinkedIn long? Like, how long have you had it? Ha! LinkedIn has been on my laptop, phone, account. Um, it's been active. This is 2020. Damn. I would say since about that same 2012, 2013. That's when I started getting really, really serious with my LinkedIn. And at, at the time... It was not even that popping. And then at the same time, 
it was just a profile so i didn't really do much but i kept on racking followers so when you say like it's a profile like in racking followers so essentially it's like a resume with like a social media profile like profile right like let me give you a simple example like if you put your school the schools that you went to graduated from where you work Mm -hmm. companies that are on linkedin employees that are on linkedin clients that are on linkedin schoolmates that are on linkedin that have the same name on their profile will kind of link you somehow and you start to see oh there are like 20 other people that went to this school maybe before or after me that i can link with mm-hmm. and we can start a conversation from there it starts like that for some people like you can open a company and you see oh 20 people from your school work here mm-hmm. and then they'll show you those 20 people then oh, you can send them smart. a message that's so smart. it's very direct and it's very professional so everybody on linkedin are direct that's the approach they come with. So yeah. you're receiving a message as someone trying to do business. Period. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I mean, that that cuts out everything. It's getting straight to the point, you know. So I feel like most people will have success on LinkedIn it because everybody's being direct. They're probably coming at you directly and they have whatever it is that you need in exchange for your business. Or they need an exchange for their business. Yeah. Like they're coming ready to pay. Exactly. Like for the work they're asking for. Or they're coming ready to work. Or actually put ideas into action. Yeah. Hmm. It's such a beautiful experience because when you see LinkedIn work for you. And you see work for others. You want to do more. Because the more followers you have. The more you can actually express yourself. And the best thing about it is that you can be able to have articles mm. on LinkedIn. You know how you have blog posts? Yeah. You can have them as articles. It's kind of reminding me of Tumblr. It's crazy. But, yeah. of course, more professional. Right. Okay. So, have you personally seen any success from LinkedIn? Yes, I have. Right now, I have over about 5,000 followers on LinkedIn, which is good because, you know, on Facebook, you can only get to 5,000. Mm-hmm. That's the cap. I've always been hitting 5,000 and just keeps shuffling and filtering. But on LinkedIn, you can go as far as you can. Now I'm going up and I've been able to have clients talk to me and I'm able to talk to people all the way in India and we're able to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. I've been able to talk to somebody all the way in Kenya and fix an e-commerce um, website that had an issue with default settings. Mm-hmm. I've been able to do another so it kind of opens up it just, the scale globally yeah like you that's don't amazing. it's limitless so with that being said I just want everybody to understand who looks at LinkedIn like who's everybody. looking at your LinkedIn profile okay who's, who's contacting you why is that different from I mean obviously without working on the global scale but why is that different from handing my resume to the people directly or emailing these or finding these people the old-fashioned way shall we say okay yeah that that's a good one that's a good question i think the best way to put this is that with linkedin if somebody is interested in what you do and you have the right credentials, you have the right information, you have the right skills, and then 
a good thing is that people can also endorse you and they can talk about you if you have a referee if you have um, somebody who is a referral you know as a recommendation mm -hmm. you can add that person literally and it helps boost so by the time you have that success you're growing your profile you're having jobs you're having clients you're having businesses and you're building your brand so you see success in LinkedIn when you actually take it from being a Facebook profile to a business profile and the only way to do that is by being open to conversation first of all and that will open up more people to reach out to you and hashtags work that's where mm. hashtags actually really hashtags work like because tiktok is where hashtags work right now and also linkedin it doesn't work as big on facebook link and instagram because definitely algorithms are different but you still need hashtags but as far as authentic generic or like just straight up open field market <laughs> it's just a beautiful scenery to watch things grow and when you get your first client or you get your first job or you get your first you know click that way you see more people opening up to you and then before you know it you become more relevant to the society on LinkedIn and then you can still digitally print your LinkedIn and print it out and still meet people so it's a two-way thing companies can reach out to you you can reach out to them like would it be a good idea to have a business card with your linkedin on yes have your linkedin because even if you give your resume without linkedin if you give them your resume on any career website and they have a linkedin on it they know that this person is serious mm. I mean, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, perfect. But I think if you add a LinkedIn to it, it kind of beefs up the others because they want to check you out and see what you're about. Yeah, they'll see that you're actually making an effort to reach out to this, again, on a global scale. Exactly. That's actually not a bad idea. It's kind of genius, the website. So you're saying like it might have took you a while to differentiate it from a Facebook profile and start taking it serious. Yeah. It did. It took a while because I didn't know what to do with LinkedIn. Hmm. Like, I was just yeah. racking those numbers, but those numbers eventually made sense when I realized that you can actually connect with schoolmates. I have a classmate right now. She's on the Forbes list right now, a 30 under 30 women's leadership, and she's doing oil. And I saw her on the Forbes cover, and I was like, wow, congratulations. Hmm. And it's beautiful. Shout out to Lucky. And it's like when you see people do that and you see um like especially during this pandemic right now i've been able to talk to somebody in kenya who has a business and they were definitely working on construction and building like facilities so that they can be able to secure and you know calm things down and you see them having pictures and we're like damn these are people we don't know i don't know these people at all but the way we're connecting is like I've met you before. Wow. So yeah, it's cool. on a business level, it's professional, it's quick, and it's very, very friendly because you don't know this person. So you're actually opening up yourself. But the profile you set before they talk to you matters because if you don't have anything on your profile, if you don't have a picture, if you don't have a 
good cover art if you don't have anything that presents your business just your business you don't have you don't even have to put your your social life on LinkedIn just talk about what you do be very specific have your articles have your posts connect people comment and then before you know it if you comment someone might like what you said and then reach out to you and say hey I like what your comment was what do you do any conversation is possible it's like an open-ended relationship with the profile wow so if I wanted to get a LinkedIn right now is what's the difference between me getting a free account or a premium I've tried the premium account the only thing it does and this is what I've seen is that it just shows you the analytics of who checks you out who exactly sees your profile and when your profile builds and grows then all of a sudden you get to see that you can reach out to those specific people because the people who actually have premium accounts they have the LinkedIn in gold and when you see that gold it means that they have a LinkedIn premium account which means they either do it for professional purposes or they do it for prof like it could be anything but if you have the free account that is fine I have the free account and you can also try the premium for 30 days for free and you can just test it out I did that and I saw there was really no difference but if you really 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 do business and you really want to take it seriously and say okay this is my field let me dominate this LinkedIn you can do that for 30 days figure out your strategy if it works have it if you not you can still be very organic because hashtags are still there people still are still reaching out to you commenting engagement is still open so you're not really losing yeah. the only thing is that you don't know who's looking at you so the more you stay consistent the better it is and there's a social website called um, sproutsocial.com where you can be able to get to know the best times to post on every platform and LinkedIn has a specific day I think it's Tuesday around like 2 p.m. it's very specific because it tells you where people are what they are doing and each platform has its own strengths on different days that's why when people use advertisements they use one platform because they know the strength and they know where the, the community is you can't just be everywhere at the same time so LinkedIn is great for free users premium users but always I'm not gonna do premium anytime soon because I feel like with a free premium I've been able to get clients I've made I've done a lot if I get the premium account I may do more but I don't need it because I'm already being interactive with my audience and that's an audience I've been building for years so I pretty much don't know 95% of them so that's enough people for me to reach out to still Exactly. That's impressive. Yeah. Thank you. That's impressive. Um, I I think I'm convinced. You're convinced? Yeah, I think I need to get one. Well, yeah. I'm for sure I should start on one. Definitely. Tomorrow. Yeah. Bet. Bet. Definitely. I I think LinkedIn is the best place you can be, and start today. Also, start a TikTok account and oh, have TikTok. fun with it because that's you have a TikTok. I do you never show me your TikTok for real? no I'll show you. you I'll show you I've been having it since 2016 <laughs> yeah I'm, what? yeah I, I'm always on all the I've apps I've never seen it but 
people are barely on it. So it was it wasn't even in TikTok. It was called Musically. Or musically, something like, yeah. Yeah, Musically. So I wonder what happened with that. They bought it. Either they know. bought it or they just revamped it. They revamped it. Maybe changed the name because it was doing so well for them yeah. to sell it. But you never know. Exactly. Like some people, money walks. Money talks. <laughs> money, money talks and money walks. Right. So. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know. Um, but th- that's interesting, and that's a story for another day. So we need a TikTok. We need a LinkedIn. Yeah. Get one before it's too late, so that you can ride the wave early. Know what it's about, because you see people on Instagram using TikTok. So. Clearly, people have TikTok accounts, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like when you have Twitter and you're seeing posts on Facebook. It's like, it's the same thing. So, just got to know where you fit in and enjoy it. Because you got to take it like it's fun. And social media is fun too. So, don't be too serious. LinkedIn is where you stay like on your, on top of your game. Yeah. But when you're having fun too, even if they see it, they'll know that this is for fun and it's a creative stuff that you can actually do which can even help you because um there's the geography side of things there's the psychology side of things and and there's the social side of things so when you have those three imagine you have hobbies interests behaviors and you have ethics and you have skills Mm. both hard and soft there's definitely going to be a way for you because they don't want someone too serious and they don't want someone too playful you gotta strike a balance. And that's where your resume comes in. And that's LinkedIn. So you would say you stroke you stroke a, a good balance. A perfect balance. Okay. Well I think like would you ever mentor people through LinkedIn? I would so Speaking, that's a good question. Actually I I do have my first um, mentorship um, session with one of my LinkedIn clients that I got to close a deal with recently and it's exciting because I've been trying to like close deals on LinkedIn and you know how but now I'm like wow this is actually good this actually works so the mentorship is starting and then I also have a link where you can actually book an appointment with me and we can talk about your brand consulting if you want just check out the link in the description I'll put it there for you and I'm also gonna have courses too very soon so it's gonna save a lot of time and energy and you guys can be able to download do whatever and just take it all in this is just a surface so yeah clients everybody can get that like you know people do a lot of things and you can mix you can literally take music Take food, take fashion, take electronics, take wine, take a sport, put it all together and you're forming one concept. And you you wonder why things don't as long as it doesn't clash, you can make it work. So if you think about the connection that you want to make, you can use five thousand routes to get to one point. You don't have to be like, oh, I need this, I need that. Because there's always that boundary. There's always that thought process like, oh, I can't get it because it's not my turn or it's not my time. But it's been yours because you had the opportunity to do it. And sometimes you're like, I I had a chance, but 
I didn't take it. And then when it comes and goes, you're like, ooh, but you had the chance, so why not take it? And then when you're ready, you don't have the chance, so you can't put too much blame on the world. You have to be very intentional. And, and you think LinkedIn kind of helps with being like intentional, more intentional. Yeah. You, you actually grow in there and you It meet. sounds like everybody should have one then. Yeah. It's, it's, it just makes it better for people to talk. And the craziest part about it too is I can talk to you on Facebook Messenger in a different kind of tone. Go on LinkedIn and completely change the tone. It's a, it, it happens to people and it's crazy. Because what do you, you mean by that? Like, like, let's say on Facebook, I send you an emoji and I say, hey, just type in quickly and we're talking, but it's very informal. But if I go to LinkedIn and let's say we're friends, but I'm going to LinkedIn to talk to you about something, I'm not going to use emojis and st- I'm going to be like, hi, please find the link in the attachment. Okay, send so. Document. It's so like change. It's black and white, black, black or white. white. So I get it. So like you can literally just be friends with somebody on Facebook, turn around, do business with them on LinkedIn, and they get your tone because LinkedIn set the set the atmosphere to be very straightforward, serious. That's that's that sounds like something I would want to be a part of. Like if I wanted, like because I want, you know. Yeah. I'm just now starting out, and I want to get myself out there. So. Tell the world what you want to do. <laughs> so, um, I want to vlog about wine. Definitely. I think I can reach out to a lot of people, especially women, um, about how we can pair wine, how we can enjoy wine with our friends, our day-to-day friends, and how we can enjoy wine with very special guests and know the difference. Um, how we can bring that together with family, food, and knowledge, and curls and corkscrews is what I want it to be called, and it's going to mainly focus on black women, all women, everyone is welcome, but I really want us to get more involved with wine, and there is a reason why. It's a personal mission for me is because there aren't very many psalms out there that are black. Um, so we're a rarity. We're women in the industry, um, and we're psalms. Yeah. So people are going to have their eye on us. Um, anyway, mm. we're going to be a hot commodity if we if we take this serious. And I think it's important for so many women to be more confident in their wine selections because it's... It's kind of one of those things where I don't want to say women are the ones who cook, mm. but I think women are great hosts, and oftentimes that's when we cook, we we hope when we're hosting. What better to solidify like your perfect, you know, meeting or your perfect connection like some, with someone on LinkedIn? Yeah, you know, with a great varietal, mm-hmm. great glass of wine, a celebratory drink. And, yeah, I think even when, you know, those mothers are out there, you know, do, creating their LinkedIn or long day after working with the kids, you know what kind of wine you want to drink. You know what kind of wine you want to save for your anniversary. And I think it's important for women to know about wine. There's a lot of health benefits for everyone, but it's a lot for women. 
and it makes us feel great. So you know, some people talk about wine like it's a bad thing, and then some people talk about it like it's the best thing ever. Well, I think people who talk about wine like it's a bad thing only know wines like Moscato, Barefoot, the type of wines you can go to the gas station and drink after the liquor stores close. That means they don't really know what wine really is I've, or where it comes from. You have no idea how many times people would walk up to me and say things like, well, I tried a Moscato, I didn't like it, so I tried Chardonnay. And I liked that for a while. But I'm really scared of red wine. I will drink a Pinot, like a Pinot Noir. Okay. And I'm just like, <laughs> you... And they'll they'll be really excited because they, they, they think that they just named a few different grape varietals right. and they somewhat are heading in the right direction and you're just like, mm. you have no idea how many grapes are out there. You can never find, you You don't like Cabernet, so you, you drink a Pinot because it's a little softer for you. Girl, I could have got you a Syrah. Like, it sounds like to me, like you just need to explore and expand your palate. There are thousands of grapes out there. Thousands. And they come from all kinds of region, different regions. Um, they go through different uh, fermentation processes or however like the vinification process is for that specific vineyard. These grapes, um, the topography, the climate, um, the geography, all of that matters when it comes to different wines and I think the way I got excited for it yeah it's gonna make a lot of other people excited once they find out like how these wines can really bloom how they open up how they can taste how different and versatile they can be what you can eat them and well drink and eat with together what's recommended to just sip on the patio on a hot day by the pool yeah and I think that it's something that I, a lot of people would just enjoy to be able to come in, feel like themselves, you know, get a good laugh, and then learn about wine, sample wine through some of the courses I want to do. So nice. You see that? That's the key word, courses, because your aim, as as I see this, is like you want to educate the people who don't know about this stuff and give them value for their time and their resources because you want them to spend their money wisely. Exactly. There's, there are also a lot of times I run into people who say they drunk, they bought a expensive bottle of wine and they liked it the cheaper one. And the, well, they, they had opened it with their friends and the friends liked it the cheaper one. And it was like, what's the point? You know? And it's like, well, you, there is a point. And like taking the more knowledge you have of wine you'll start to see that point is you can differentiate who's who deserves a patio pounder versus you know one of your idols coming over for dinner yeah that's important and you so you get you begin to categorize sorry i can hardly talk tonight wine in different um fields yeah to where this goes in my cellar, this impresses my friends, or this is for my girls, we just want to do this. This is for my anniversary. And you know, this is for my mother-in-law. She needs it. (laughs) So, and it also makes you want to travel, which is something I've been thinking about 
incorporating into like people coming to check me out and samples. Um, so it's it's a lot of ideas that I have, and I think um, the impression I want to make the most is that we as a culture we're moving up, and we we have to know about all these beautiful things that comes with moving up, about all these beautiful things that other people have known for so many years and wine ultimately can be dominated by us. Do you think wine is an untapped resource right now? It's not going anywhere. Like, people were drinking wine religiously. And I use that term because it actually was a religious thing. So, and then it's now, there are vines that are over 400 years old, you know, that people are making sure stay alive no matter what. They've done certain things like move them, uh, you know, try to genetically modify or um, like copy or clone them if there was like some type of disaster. Like there, there, there are wines that are wineries, vineyards that are super sustainable and biodynamic. Um, biodegradable, sorry, biodynamic, so they don't believe in things like that, and they try to be natural, but they're also just, to, that was just to show you how important these old vines are, how important there's laws against certain wines in certain areas. Why? There's Because you will get, because it, they, they want, it's revenue. Wine brings in a lot of revenue. So there's so many different things on a wine bottle in itself that has to meet a certain spec or you will be taxed for it. Whoa. That doesn't say a lot about the wine. Like you, if you, if your wine is over a certain percentage, mostly over like 14%, mm -hmm. um, most people put fit, like put 14 or 14.5 because there's a tax for having 15% on there. And the wine could be well over 15%. Whoa. Yeah, in certain places, regions, and things like that. Um, is this in the U.S. and Europe, or like this is every mainly in Europe. It happens here, like so. The, the label has to be follow a certain structure template always, and it changes when you're in different countries. Um, like in America, it'll have the vineyard, the grape, and the vintage, which is the year. Okay. Um, the percentage. In other countries, um, it might have like the, should I say the Grand Cru, which is like a level, the crew, um, or it'll have like the house or the chateau of wherever the wine came from and like, or the region. So it's different. Nice. But I think mainly it's important because even in certain places, like you cannot call a certain wine a champagne or champ you can't call champagne champagne if it didn't come from champagne. Hmm. If it didn't come from champagne, it has to be a sparkling wine. There's wines that are made in certain regions like Sangiovese, like Super Tuscans and like Tuscan wines. 
like the differences between them, why they why they move the way they move, like um, why why they set certain laws in stone. Yeah. Like Chateauneuf the Pope is house of the Pope or home of the Pope. That's a wine region, and they make a certain amount of wines and champagnes, well, sparkling wines, for the Pope. You know, and they're very serious about that region. You cannot have Chateauneuf the Pope on your label if it's not from there, and you will be taxed. Mm-hmm. What? Yes, you will be. You will get in trouble. It's a penalty, fine. You can be sued. Yeah. That's crazy. They're serious about their wine. It's been here for years. It's been here before me. It'll be here long after us. Wine is always going to be a hot topic. People drinking in church. People drinking on at the club. People drinking on the weekends. People drinking at home. People drinking by the pool. It's such a classy drink too. And most people don't don't forget champagne is wine. <laughs> champagne <laughs> is wine. People toast to it. Expensive toast. That's true. To very successful deals. It's not going anywhere. So think about okay, like you said, churches, clubs, um, events, you know, celebrations. When you think about the alcoholic part and the non-alcoholic part, where does that draw the line? Because they're both. And some people will be like, I don't drink alcohol, so I don't drink wine. I'm just speaking for some people who think like that. And I've heard questions like that. And even Jesus drank wine. All this stuff. It, but like, when you think about wine, like you said, it's an ancient luxury. How do you define those two? Where, does it, where do you draw the line? Well, um, it to answer the first question, like when people say I don't drink, so I'm not going to drink wine. Um, I would say some people just don't know much about wine or some people just don't know what to get. So they'll just tell us they don't drink and then you'll have to find out that way. So that's interesting. And I think that, I think that most, that it, it goes back to the knowledge of wine. But your second question, can you remind me? What was that again? I'm sorry. It was more of separating the difference between non-alcoholic wine mm-hmm. and alcoholic wine. Where does that line get drawn when you consider people from different places? So there's no non-alcoholic wine to my knowledge. So like what? So it's not that that'll be Welch's grape juice. That's or vinegar. Difference. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, bet. If because anybody knows about any non-alcoholic wine, please let me know. No, because I think they have non like a like mock right. champagnes and things like right. that. Right, that's what I was thinking because I was like, it's not wine because people call it that, and you know, wine comes from grapes. So, like you said, yes. So that root concept is where it's probably misconceptualized. So what I guess we it'll have to be when the like be better explained if like I gave you a little wrap of the process of how wine is made. So it's the grapes are crushed, some with the skin, some without. Um, and the skin is what has all the tannins and tannins is just something that people would learn about when they start taking the courses. But wine has to be like it yeast is added to the crushed grapes or the juice after they take and 
pour all the juice out or separate the skins from the juice. Yeast is added, sugar breaks down the yeast, which creates alcohol. Mm. So it wouldn't wow. it wouldn't be called wine. It'll be grape juice, literally. So this, <laughs> <laughs> what? There is no non-alcoholic wine. It does not exist. That just shuts the whole door, like because. So you're going to drink this wine, or you're not going to drink this wine, right? And you're going to know what's a good wine for you and when what. you drink it. Yeah, most people think that there, there's a set amount of wines or they just don't think to open up their, their minds to how many grapes are, are actually out there um, so they think of the easiest things like I call them the first six and that's that's Moscato, Pinot Grigio Chardonnay and then the second like the red ones Merlot, Cabernet, Pinot, Pinot Noir. Mm. Um, and to me, it's the first six is like the first six wines that comes to be with. Three whites, three reds. Right. <laughs> they have no idea that there's all kind of Tempranillo, Sangiovese, Syrahs, Grenache, like uh, Morsans, Roussans, like all kinds of grapes out there. Chablis, like just knowing even knowing where the grape that you like the most comes from originally and how old world uh, wines are and new versus new world wines okay that's a hot topic I think that that it will help people understand exactly how to narrow down their palate and what they like what they want to drink and what they want to eat together so hmm Wine is a very interesting subject. It goes beyond and it'll take you places, beautiful places across the world. And I'm excited for that to definitely be the outcome. Just traveling, enjoying different wines, enjoying different wine countries, visiting vineyards, making great friends. Yeah, that's great. And speaking of making great friends, LinkedIn, right, (laughs) right back to where we started. But now, like, if you want people to reach out to you, how can they find you? Um, I'm on Instagram and YouTube at Maya Mars. That's M Y I A M A R S on YouTube and Instagram. And you guys can definitely subscribe to my YouTube so you can get a feel of everything that I will be doing on my channel um, because it's going to be a great place to come and relax and enjoy yourselves um, and just watch a little YouTube. YouTube is much like LinkedIn. It's not going anywhere. Exactly. Um, And Instagram is where you guys can see more of like the beauty side of some of the ideas I'll be coming up with, like with natural hair and products for skin and hair care. Mm. Yeah. You heard it, ladies. Hair Girl. care. <laughs> Curls and corkscrews. That's how yeah, it comes together. Exactly. Curly hair and corkscrews. How did you come up with that name? It's actually, I came up with it with a girl, a young lady I was discussing um, business with. And we wanted to meet for brunch so many times. And I think this word LinkedIn would be a great idea, In for example. Because me, I met this girl and 
we kept like missing each other, re- messaging each other and trying to get together to actually talk about it. So we was, I was telling her how I want to incorporate wine and hair together. Like, what can I do? And she was just like, oh, you should think of a name like like corkscrews and, and something. And I thought about it. I said, curls and corkscrews. Mm. And I was like, thank you, girl. Thanks for it. Because I was so busy mm. thinking about like the wine, the bottle, the grapes. I wasn't thinking about a corkscrew. So she gave me a little, like helped me come up with that little catchy name. And um, That's perfect. yeah, we, we didn't get a chance to actually work together, but we did brainstorm that together. That was pretty cool. And the best thing about that is Coach Cruz look like curls. Yeah. So they look like curls. The image you get is like the best of both worlds because with curls you want to look good so you can drink the wine mm-hmm. and open up the with the corkscrew. So it's just like, and it's hair. It's hair. It's wine. It's fun. It's knowledge. It's beauty. It's women empowerment, yeah. There you go. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, if you guys haven't learned anything today, I'm sure you guys need to Google those names she's talked about because I have not heard about those wines before, to be honest with you. And I'm I'm learning every day and I'm doing research because you you can't just stay on the red and the white side of wine. (laughs) <laughs> you have to swim across and yeah. make a, you know, make an impression and increase your palate, open up. You know, you have so many places to explore. Imagine people in other countries drinking wines that you've never imagined just because you didn't visit and vice versa. So travel. Travel the world, drink a glass of wine everywhere you go. And it's healthy for the heart. I, I Red wine is great for the heart. Cabernet. You heard it. Cabernet. Cabernet. Mm. (laughs) all right guys this has been a great session thank you so much once again for being on this play radio yeah we're gonna go do my linkedin now yeah linkedin is the next thing so yeah you guys watch out for linkedin watch out for curls and corkscrews watch out for my uh mars (laughs) watch out for (laughs) i was thinking about carol (laughs) bass <laughs> Y'all should go and watch Tiger King. By the way, this yeah, is just Tiger like, King. <laughs> that's another. That's a whole another <laughs> Tiger King. That's a whole different topic. That's yes. what just came to my mind when I was in Maya Mars. She but, did it. <laughs> hey, Carol well, Baskin did it. Whacked him. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, this is all a, a great talk, a great show. Everybody go do your research. Information is power. Just, you know, take it easy. Take it easy. (laughs) Just be yourself, you know. It's no big deal. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope I see each and every one of you. Have a wonderful day and take care.